Olivia, thank you for joining me on JV Talks. Thanks, Harley. How are you feeling? Very nervous. That's okay. You just said I look like your brother. <laughs> you do. Is that, is that a compliment or? Um, I suppose I can't really say my brother's attractive, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would yeah. be a bad way to start. <laughs> yeah. What have you uh, been up to this morning? Um, so wrangled my kids for a few hours, did some housework, did some book work. Um, and then I went to Bowen therapy, actually. So I go to Bowen therapy every few months. What's Bowen therapy? Um, so I go to Lisa. Um, she's at Inner Harmony Bowen therapy. Um, I'm so nervous. I, I feel like I can't even talk properly. Um, so I go to her. I'm like a really, um, like a busy mind. So I feel like I went to her initially for my son. Yeah. Um, he had really bad colic and I just, um, Jess had said, go take yeah. him there and he, she might be able to help. And then it was like night and day. He just started sleeping. So I was like, you can't placebo a baby. So I was like, I wonder what she can do for me. Like, I wonder if she can just make me more like calm and like my head not as like scattered. And it's been amazing. Like, it's just changed my life. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that your busy mind is a blessing though? I think it can be a blessing. Like, I can be very, I'm very driven and I'm quite like, can be very productive. But then there's like not so good sides of having a busy mind because you can't switch off. Like, I'll be lying awake at 11 o'clock thinking of everything I need to do. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't stop. What do you do when you're lying there at 11 trying to stop your mind? Is, did she give you any tools or? Um, I suppose it's just about being, like, present. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten deep really quickly. Like, <laughs> in, like 90 seconds. Yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's just about, I suppose, yeah, being present um, when you have a busy mind. It's very hard to just be in the now. So um, kids are good for that. Like, you have to be present with kids. But... Yeah, so there's good, good, and, good and bad parts of having a busy brain. I feel like you've got a busy brain. Yeah, for me, it's video games. Okay. So because you've got to constantly react, I imagine just like having kids. Yeah. Because like, there's something always going on yeah. out, like, out of your control. You don't really know what's going on, but you have to constantly react. So you can't be too caught up in your own head Yeah. when you're playing video yeah. games. You're always reacting to what's going on yeah. on the screen. Yeah. So that's what I use to calm myself. It's almost like meditation. Yeah. But... I have an addictive personality as well. Yeah, I'm the same. So I have to be very careful yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Before we get too deep into it, do you want to let the Shepparton and people know who they're listening to? Um, so I'm Olivia. I've lived in Shep my whole life and so have my family. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. I've been with Chris since I was 13, so I'm very much a small town girl. Uh, I've got two little kids, a three-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy. And I'm professionally, I'm a registered nurse. So I did my Bachelor of Nursing in Shep. And then I went to our private hospital here, worked for the last seven, eight years, um, predominantly in theatre, in anaesthetics and recovery. And the last year I've dived into the world of cosmetic nursing and I'm opening my own business. So yeah, and my husband actually opened his own business, well, our business a, uh, a couple months ago. So we've opened two businesses within a month. Yeah, did you just talk about that? Like both jumping into the deep end at the same time? We did. Initially, he was going to, we were planning on him opening up earlier, but then the pandemic hit and we were like, oh, let's just stay calm. Um, but then, I don't know, we just both, like, I'm much more of a risk taker than him, which is good. We level each other. Um, but I was like, come on, you can do it. Like, he's so smart. He'd set himself up. Like, he's a switched on bloke. I was like, you can do it. And so he did it. And then, so he resigned. And then he, within three weeks of him resigning, I had an epiphany. My little girl broke her arm, which sounds ridiculous. And I was sitting at the hospital and I was thinking, I've got to go to work tomorrow. And I was like, I can't, this is just too hard. Like trying to juggle all these balls. 
was like, I need to make my life work for me. And I'd, I'd already, cosmetic nursing was already going to happen. That was already in the pipe work. But I was like, like stuff this. I'm going to quit my job. And I did. The next day I went and quit my job. So within three weeks, we both quit our jobs. Um, I'm still casual. It's not like I've completely resigned. Um, but yeah, so, and people were like, what are you doing? Like, it's pandemic. We're locked down. You've both just quit your stable jobs. But I think like, like I believed in my husband and like I believe in my own vision. So I'm like, we can do it. You've always spoke so highly and lovingly about Chris. Do you think that you two have done a good job of growing together? Absolutely. Like at the same rate? No, we didn't grow at the same rate. Um, yeah, I think like I've been with him since I was 13. So 15 coming up. Yeah, 15 years. So we've changed a lot in those years. We've gone from kids to teenagers to early adult, like adults and now we're adults. Yeah. So like there was hard times, don't get me wrong, but to think where we are now, I don't think we would be who we are and the couple that we are if we weren't faced with that. I think it's pretty amazing that we can stay together for that length of time. Um, but yeah, I do I do think so highly of him. He's just a really good bloke and I don't think there's like many people out there like him. So I'm very lucky. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> do you want to explain how you got into nursing? Um, I actually always wanted to be a lawyer, which my, if my family listens to this, they'll laugh because I remember when I was like, I think I was like 10 or 11, I was like, I want to be a corporate lawyer. I had no idea what that meant. It just sounded good. Um, and then I suppose nursing was always kind of in my world. Like my mum's a nurse. So I was like, oh, and I applied for nursing and I got in and I probably was never going to be a lawyer. I probably never would have got the enter to be a lawyer, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I got into nursing and I loved it. I worked in a nursing home for two or three years while I was studying and I loved that. That's been the most rewarding job I've ever had. Yeah, my grandmother worked in a nursing home and some nights, I can't remember why, but some nights I had to go stay there with her. Like um, my father must have been out and I must have just had to go and stay there with her. Really? And I, like, I've got a few vivid memories from staying in the nursing home those couple of nights um, and all the crazy things that I've seen. <laughs> like um, people, mental. people as they get older obviously start to lose their sense for like what's correct and what yeah, isn't yeah. and um they would always go to the toilet in the pot plants <laughs> how old are you well i can't recall yeah. but i just remember that memory and i was yeah. always like what is going on That's here so funny what what did you take away from working in the nursing home um i started when i was 18 and i think being around the older generation you learned so much um and being faced with life and death like at that like at such a young age yeah. it kind of it just puts things into perspective I think um yeah and it was just really set me up for nursing in a hospital because there's so many people that want to get into nursing and they just want the fast pace like ED and like theatre and ICU and things like that um but you need you need to know your basics like you need to be able to care for people and like help them shower and it's like just the most basic stuff but that's what makes you a good nurse and that's what makes you empathetic like you need to have those core values all the so many people get into it just for the for the glory i think to be honest yeah um it's yeah. it's not like the tv shows or it is no yeah it, no one really yells at each other okay good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's say you're you're in your first couple of years in nursing what are you spending the majority of your time doing you're just learning like really rapidly yeah yeah so but um, in terms of like practical things like it's a lot of it like um getting people out of bed giving them medication like not necessarily a lot yeah so i think well that is like i I was a ward nurse for the first year and that's initially what you do um 
and also like medications and things like that. And then I kind of went into theatre for a rotation and I loved it there. Um, so like there's so many different avenues of nursing, um, like ward nursing compared to theatre nursing, theatre nursing compared to ED, like it's just worlds apart. So I think that's a good thing to note too if someone wants to get into nursing, like you're not stuck, you can change. Like now I'm, I'm opening my own shop. I never ever would have thought that when I was at uni that I'd be opening my own shop, like that's mental, as a nurse. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many different avenues to get into. So fill in the blanks from uh, finishing your degree yep. to perhaps making it to the ward. Is, oh, what what were you doing most recently again? Sorry. So theatre so, nursing. Theatre nursing. Yeah. So what we what did you do between uh, finishing your degree in theatre nursing? So I did a grad year on the ward. Yeah. Which is kind of what if you if you do your nursing, you should really do a grad year, um, where you're supported and you get a rotation through different wards. I got a rotation through theatre, um, and then yeah, once I got into theatre, I just was kind of like, oh, that's where I want to stay. So and then yeah, I was there for six six years, six seven years in theatre. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't try anywhere else? You just said No. I probably was a bit of like, I, I wish I had to try it other places, to be honest. It's not that I didn't love doing what I was doing in theatre. It's just, yeah, I, would, I wish I had to try it other places. But I don't know. I think you, if you think like should have, could have, would have, like I wouldn't be where I am right now. If yeah. I had have done anything differently, I probably would be in a completely different spot. So There's always a sense like, what have I missed out on? Yeah. No matter what. That's in everything in life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who's interested in getting into nursing? You've got to be doing it for the right reasons. I think, um, look, it's a really good job. It's a really good stable job, um, but it's hard. It's not an easy job to get into. Um, not just what you're dealing with with your patients. Like, that's heavy some days. Like, people die on you. Like, that's a lot. Um, but you're dealing with family members. You're dealing with other health professionals, like, yeah, you need to you need to be in it for the right reasons and you need to really want to be a nurse. Like, don't go into nursing if it's something you've just thought, oh, I'll just go into that. I think, yeah, people won't last. And I think you should do the hard yards in a nursing home because that's where you get your core nursing from. Like, you need to be able to wipe a bum. Like, it's yeah. not the nice part of nursing, but, like, you kind of – people – I think so many people in our generation just want to go to the top straight away. You need to work your way up, I think. Yeah. So with those tough lessons, like, did you have anyone mentor you through those? Like, the, can you recall, like, the first time somebody passed away on you? It was my very first day as a student. I had a man hold my hand and die. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, it was just... That was a lot. I was very emotional. Um, yeah. In theatre, you don't want people to die. Yeah. Like, obviously, that's not... When you work on the ward, that's part and parcel of it. But, yeah, so once I got into theatre you kind of step away from that part of it but yeah nursing homes lots of people died mm. lots of people that you thought very highly of died um yeah i remember my nan coming home a handful of times like and obviously she had people pass on her regularly yeah but there were some that were obviously more special yeah like she had a strong connection with yeah. or they were there longer and she just felt those emotions yeah she never let it stop her from going to work the yeah. next day though i think it's a real privilege to be around someone when they die um, it's like, I don't know. I, I actually thought about once I finished my degree, I thought I wouldn't get into hospice. Um, but obviously I didn't end up doing that, but it's a real privilege to be around someone when they die. It's just like, it's a turning of life, I suppose. And yeah, I think, um, to be with someone that's might've lived 90 years 
and then you're there when they go and they pass on to the other life like um there's something that happens in the room and I'm not saying that like I'm not an overly religious person I do believe in a higher being but there's something that happens and when you're around that it's it's pretty amazing really and it's a privilege it's not some it's like when when a baby's born I think it's the same thing yeah what what is like how did, is there a difference between like getting into a, like a private hospital compared to like the public hospital? It's the same application process. Um, is one more um, desirable than the other? Mm, like would people who are doing nursing be aiming for private or doesn't really? Probably matter? more public to be honest. I think the exposure would be more in a public setting. Um, private is often nicer clientele to be honest. Um, I've got some friends that. Work, have worked in ED and that can be a bit challenging at times you don't really have to deal with that over there um, I think there's pros and cons to both yeah. I think um, like in the private hospital I've got to work with some really amazing surgeons and anaesthetists um, like the top of the game in Shep um, where you still would work with them at the base but probably not as close as closely I don't think but I've never worked at the base so I can't really compare after you finish your grade year is there more ongoing learning yeah, I, I think with nursing, you're always learning. Yeah, yeah. like on the job? or Yeah, on the job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can do postgraduates, things like that. Um, I haven't done a postgrad. Um, I didn't feel like... Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was right for me to do that. It doesn't mean I won't do more study in the future. Like, I've had to do a lot of study for what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, there's like... There's so many avenues in nursing. It's mental. It's probably the, the most broad range that you could have... In a profession you could ever get into. So That's exciting. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people burn out in jobs because the progression isn't there. Yeah. Like, um, especially if there's only one one role above you and that yeah. person only leaves the job every 30 yeah. years. But if you've got so many paths in nursing, yeah. yeah, that'd be unreal. It's good, but it's still like once you kind of like get into an area, you do get a bit stuck too. Like yeah. You kind of get it into a comfort. I felt like I was in a bit of a comfort zone. Um, and then, yeah, I just push myself out of it this year i suppose how awesome yeah what is the average um like nurse last in the job how long do they usually last i've worked with nurses in their 70s that trained when they were teenagers yeah yeah i think it's a long i don't think i think in healthcare like ambulance workers from what i've heard yeah it's don't people don't stay in that job for long um obviously there's people that would stay but compared to nursing people stay i think that's because there's so many different avenues to go into yeah. You can do admin as a nurse, like you can do case management, you can do psychiatric, like there's it's there's so many areas you can go into. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your new business? Yes. So I am aesthetic nurse Olivia. Um, that's my business name. You can find me on Instagram. Um, so I launched the start of the year. I d- like jumped into the world of cosmetic nursing, and I've studied my ass off. I've been up till all hours of the morning, up super early, um, been studying. I've, it's been a really difficult industry to get into, like extremely difficult. Um, I've had lots of people contact me on social media asking like, how did you do it? And I'm more than happy to help because someone needed to help me to start with, but it's hard. Like people don't want to help you. And um, I've had some amazing mentors the past year and I've had to make those connections myself. So I've had to have so many people on the phone want nothing to do with me and you have to have that resilience that when you hang up that phone you call someone else yeah which is yeah so it's not so much the clinical side of things I don't find super challenging like there's some areas that I'm like oh that's that's like takes a bit of practice 
um, it's the business side of things and like you would know being on your own you have to back yourself like no one else is going to back you like my husband backs me yeah. but like picking up the phone and calling these complete strangers and being like will you help me like will you invest in me um, and most people say no <laughs> what, what areas did you need help in specifically training yeah. so I needed that hands on training um, and so I've had some amazing people that have taken me under their wing and trained me um, that was the main thing really because there's no clear path for cosmetic nursing I think that's going to change in the next few years but there's no like postgraduate you can do or anything like that so it's a bit of a rogue industry at the moment um, and it kind of it's a bit of a, in the blurred lines like it's beauty and that's I find that difficult too because it's beauty but then I'm like a health practitioner so like yeah I find that transition a little bit difficult um, yeah what would you consider it beauty no I think the knowledge that you need to have to do it you're, you're a health practitioner yeah so like when I refer to um, people that come to me I refer to them as patients not clients because I'm doing a full medical background on them I'm scripting with a doctor like there's going to be people that have to turn around turn away for medical reasons or body dysmorphia that's massive yeah so I think um, I think yeah it's it's kind of in between but I see it more as it's a medical procedure yeah I was speaking to my business partner I mentioned yeah. you were coming on yeah and I know you semi well yeah and he was like I would be blasting this girl and asking her like why would she just go and inject people with this and that and this and that and I think I said to him I think it's pretty like substantial amount of information gets given to the client oh, and they absolutely. get a consult it's yeah. not like you're just yeah. going to go in and do no. whatever to make some coin like yeah. you genuinely want to make the people look better and know what they're getting in for yeah absolutely like I think my interest in cosmetic nursing came from working with plastic surgeons and it was a side of nursing I hadn't really ever seen was like people feel better about themselves and I'm not saying that it's going to make them happy like getting anti-wrinkle treatment is not going to make you happy but it makes you feel better about yourself it's like why someone goes and gets their hair dyed or gets their eyebrows microbladed or puts eyelashes on like we all want to look good yeah so i make people feel good like it's it's a good thing um i think it has a bad rap from probably hollywood and i think probably the middle um like my parents generation yes are a bit against it yeah that's okay um i think our generation is super open to it uh so it's changing but i think people have this idea that they're going to come out looking like they've had all this work done and that's not the case at all like most people that look like that have had plastic surgery they've got actual implants in their face mm. or they've been botched but getting anti-wrinkle treatment or getting fillers is not going to make you look botched unless your practitioner goes overboard which they shouldn't yeah i, I know people who get treatments done like the ones you mentioned and it's subtle like i wouldn't even be able to pick don't. why they look better yeah. but I, I can tell that they do look different yeah. yeah they look more awake and youthful and it's it's a, yeah I think it's a bit of a taboo industry still like there's so many people that get it like I'm booked out nearly for the whole of December yeah there's so many people that get it but how many people talk about it I'm not sure I think that's changing though yeah I guess it's one of those things that will um, it's kind of starting to get pushed to be more accepted yeah like I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look good it's the same thing that I do yeah of course like I try and help people get fitter so they yeah. feel more confident in yeah. themselves and yeah. it relays into every aspect of their life yeah they yeah. perform better at work they have better relationships with their partners yeah do you know what yeah I, mean? I don't yeah it's like um, I don't know why people have this stigma around people wanting to look good like 
unless you're holding someone down and injecting someone like everyone's got doing it willingly on their own like we're all adults everyone can make their own decision do you mm. know what I mean I don't know why people have to have such an opinion on what other people are doing yes that's a very good point yeah what procedures do you think you'll be doing most commonly uh, anti-wrinkle the reason why I say anti-wrinkle is because I'm not allowed to say the trade name legally I'm not allowed to say it that's why I don't yeah. say the other word um, I've got a lot of lip fillers booked in cheeks I'm, I'm going to be offering more services as the time goes on I'm just wanting to keep it small to start with um, but there are medical reasons why some looks as well oh, there we go I just said the word anti-wrinkle so people that have jaw clenching teeth grinding headaches we can treat their masseters um, and that can help relax that muscle and often that resolve that issue for them. Or if someone that has chronic sweating, we can treat that. Like there's so many things that you can do. There's bladder dysfunction, which obviously I'm not going to do, but that surgeons use with anti-wrinkle treatment. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing drug, really. So how does the drug work? So it relaxes the muscle. So it works on the nerve that makes the muscles contract. Um, and so it, it stops that. It stops that from happening essentially um, but it, it comes back it's not yeah. like it's not like you have the treatment and then you don't have any movement ever again like within four months you're going to need more yes so yeah what questions are most commonly asked by potential clients like the most common concern people have is I don't want to look fake which I did a post on that the other day because I was like, that is never my intention. I don't want you to look fake either. If you w- look, walk out and someone's like, well, she's had too much work done. Like, I failed. Yeah. Like, I haven't done my job right. Um, dosages people ask about a lot. Um, not too much. People are really excited. Like, it's a really cool industry to be getting into. Like, people are excited to be feeling more youthful and, yeah, feeling good about themselves. So I send you an Instagram message and say, hey, Olivia, I'm interested in coming in but I'm worried I'll look fake. How do you respond to that? I would say that I treat conservatively, which I do. Um, I'm not going to go with the biggest dose that I can. Mm-hmm. There's therapeutic doses, and um, I will treat on the lower end that I think can give you the desired outcome you want. I get the patients back in two weeks after where we can top up if need be, if you're not happy with the result. But we can put more in. We can't take it out. Yeah. So that's how I treat. So I, it's not something I'm worried about doing to someone. To making and I've I've already had people that have messaged me and I've already said no I won't be treating you, just from messages sent me photos of their lips or said they said they want this done and I will say you don't need that done, which kind of that's where my nursing background like I'm ethical do you know what I mean I'm not doing something to make a quick buck yeah so uh, like my appointments for anti wrinkle are forty five minutes some people you can go to and in and out in ten minutes but I've allowed that time so the patients educated they're informed. They can change their mind in there if they want to. They're not. They're not coming into me, and they have to have it done. So, um, yeah. I've travelled pa- uh, past places in Melbourne, and it looks like you can just walk in and get it done straight away. Is is that yeah. right, or am I mistaking what those no, stores actually right. are? It's right. That's what I said about the industry. It's quite rogue. Like, there's um, some really unethical people. They're all health practitioners. You have to be. Yeah. Um, but there's people that are in it just for money. Like any industry, just make as much money as they can. Get you, you in 10 minutes, get you out. Do you need to be a nurse? Yeah. Okay. To be a nurse. A, a nurse, a dentist, or a doctor. Yeah. Hmm. In in the UK, I mean, some cosmetic groups, they can be beauty therapists, but they have a lot of um, complications over there. Yeah. So that's probably why. So with something like um, a lip filler or like a, just like a basic anti-wrinkle 
treatment, what are we looking at price-wise? Uh, Anti-wrinkle is really hard to give a price because it depends on how many units you yeah. need. Like what a female needs compared to a male is very different. Um, some people might just want their forehead treated or their frown. Or like it's it's a really hard. It's fifteen dollars a unit. That's what I charge, yeah. but that doesn't mean much to people because they don't know how many units yeah, they need. So that's why I like people to come in for a consultation or um, when they come into me, I I won't ask them their budget. I don't want to know your budget to start with because I want to tell you what. I can do for you in my yeah. price range and then if it can work it can work there's no point just doing a few units here and there it's not going to work yeah so i need to treat you properly or you wait and come back when you can afford to have the treatment done properly um fillers range as well um that's why consults are really important that i don't charge for my 15 minute consults i've got a lot booked in um yeah and so yeah there's no there's no um you're not going to have treatment and then all of a sudden be done with a massive bill. Like, I'm going to tell you before you have treatment, this is how much it's going to cost. And then yeah. you can decide where you go from there. Yeah, great. What are the long-term effects of some of these procedures? Because uh, like um, in, in some people's minds, maybe in my mind, it's kind of like it lasts short term and then it kind of looks a bit weird. So all that will happen is, so after three to four months, the anti-wrinkle treatment will wear off um, and you will just look like you did before. That's it. Yeah. So it's like something you've got to kind of commit to for... People get hooked. So that's the thing. Like if you come in, like if anyone comes in, they're going to... You're Lovely. not going to stop getting it done. Yeah. You might, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, okay. Um, for, for fillers, there is one risk and it's called a vascular occlusion where a blood vessel blocks off and that can cause necrosis, which is death of tissue. Or if it's done in certain areas such as your tear trough or your nose, it can cause blindness. Um, so you have to be trained yeah which i am and um you need to be able to um pick it up quickly and treat it so it's it's a risk absolutely like whenever someone comes in for fillers i'll say this is the risk i do know how to treat it you need to know what to look for as well but it is treatable Um, and that's a problem in uk i think they're having is that people aren't trained so they're having these there's having these occlusions and people's faces are falling off wow yeah but that's not something like that's not something to be scared of. You just need to make sure you go to someone that's informed. That's yeah. All. Which everyone in Australia should be because they have to be health practitioners. Is there other people in Shepparton offering these services? Yep, there is. I think there's there's some people that visit, um, and there's yeah, there's maybe two or three other places that are here all the time in Shep. Yeah, I think it um, says something that you're like you're working towards a storefront. Yeah. Like whereabouts are you working? In Fry Street. Yeah. 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 Out of Chow Bella. Yeah. Yeah. So like um like I like that you're not travelling. So if anyone has any questions or I think anything so. like that, you, they can come straight to you and Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the travelling injectors. Like some of them are brilliant that come to Shep, but they might come once a month. Yeah. So if you have a problem you either have to go to Melbourne or wherever they're from or you have to wait until they come back. So I like the fact that if I have a patient that calls me in the middle of the night and is concerned, they can come in the next morning and see me. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I also love the fact that you're a local. Yeah. And having a crack as well. That's got to say something. I've been really overwhelmed with the support. Um, it's like, I remember the night before I launched my bookings, I said to Chris, I said, as long as I get one patient a week, like I'll be happy. Like I've done well. And then within 48 hours, my whole week, first week was booked out. And yeah, just the support from locals, the support from my friends, like it's, it's, it's like takes me back to be honest um 
even with my husband with his business like he's 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 shepherd in engineering we own that business and he's a welder and he's he's flat out and he's just opened and it's just people supporting him we haven't really advertised for him even just word of mouth and I think people really get around locals I think people like to see locals do well I know I do yeah so yeah great um was there any thought process to the name or there was yeah um Chris initially wanted me to go with like a name like a business like, athlete, a, yeah. like origin athletics or something but I was like no I want to brand myself because I know for me if I go to an injector I'm going to that person yes I'm not going to the store so I want people to feel like they know me they know who I'm about what I'm about that's why this is probably really cool because um yeah and it's really important to me is people dm me and i reply and i take my time and reply and they say oh thank you so much for getting back to me and taking the time and i'm thinking do people not take the time for their for their clients? clients yeah they probably don't but for me that's really important i want people to feel like i care because i genuinely do yeah. like yeah so that's why you put your name on it that's why i put my name on it i thought i'll brand myself and i think it's worked pretty well to be honest how much what did you think of me using my name it was awesome oh, like i think the way that you presented the whole thing yeah makes it very credible yeah and like just who you are as a person like i know that you're serious you're passionate yeah you have all those pillars that make somebody great at what they do yeah do you know what i mean like i wouldn't expect you like the way you've answered these questions today i wouldn't expect anything less than what you've exactly described yeah like um if i was interested in a procedure like this they're the things that i would like to hear like I'm going to use a conservative dose. Yeah. I'm going to let you know how much it is. I'm going to let you know that you can message me anytime, and I'm going yeah. to put your mind at ease. Yeah. Like those things, are your character, and they're the things that I would want to see in somebody who is offering a service like yeah. the one you're offering. Yeah. Um. What problems did you have setting up the business, or like what like maybe not problems like but like what were the challenging parts about that? You set up the ABN, like, were you sitting in the in the lounge room with Chris some nights just, like, antsy as, like, oh, what are we going to do to get people through the door? And, like, when are we going to set up the Instagram? Like, that's the best bit of it all. Yeah, Instagram was fun. Like, when I launched, I was like, this is so cool. Um, I don't know. I'm a very, like, like, for me to come here and be really nervous is strange because I'm very, like, I know what I have to do when I do it. Yeah. So I kind of didn't really feel that way. Only hurdles I faced was getting into the industry, finding people that were willing to give me a shot, things like that. Um, but I don't know. My parents run a business, and so okay. they've run a business my whole life. I think when you grow up around that, yeah, all that terminology kind of just comes naturally. We've got a really good accountant that helps. I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not saying I haven't found it hard because, like, there's been points I've been really stressed and. Some people say, like, how do you do it, like, with your kids and everything? But, like, if you really want to do something, you'll make it work. And I think that's that's why it has done so well, and that's why Chris has done so well, is, like, we're really passionate about what we want to do. Like, I'm very much, like, someone that has, like, visions. Like, I have visions of how I want something to go. And so, like, I go into it, and it's kind of... I didn't actually expect it to work as well, to be honest. I didn't think I would do this well so so far. Um, but, yeah, it's like my... I said to Chris the other day, like, my vision worked. It worked. So, yeah, you just got to back yourself. Like you have to back yourself because there's people that don't want you to do well either. Do you know what I mean? Like this, it's like everyone wants you to do well until you do better than them. So, um, you just have to back yourself and yeah. I remember when I was, um, starting in the fitness industry, 
my very first PT, I was sitting on a machine in Snap Fitness and another personal trainer who didn't work at my gym but worked out at the gym I was at, yeah. uh, he came up to me and he said, why are you looking so nervous? And I was like, oh, I'm about to have my first PT. And he said, oh, you've done the study. You've, you look great. Like you're in great shape yourself. Like you have nothing to be worried about. And that put my mind at ease so much. Yeah. But then the terrible thing about that story was a few years later when I sat down with him and I said, I'm going to open up my own gym. Yeah. And he said, no way. You won't make it. Wow. Because like, like it was exactly what you just described. Yeah. Like he wanted me to do well. Yeah. But he didn't want me to do better well, yeah. than him. Yeah. And like I, I, as soon as he said that to me, I threw him out. Yeah. I had no time left for him. Yeah. Um, like I understood his concern, but he didn't deliver it in a way that was yeah. like, I'm looking genuine. out for you. Yeah. Like it was just like, no, not yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just got rid of him straight away. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't have had many people think um, that about you. No way. I reckon there would be a few people out there that probably have. But I think that's part and parcel of it. Like, you just have to, you just have to, like, you just have to have confidence in yourself and, yeah, keep yeah. focused. Like, I'm so focused right now. What's the next step? Procedures haven't started yet. No. So they, st- I, we take over our clinic on Monday. So we'll set everything up and then the following week. Um, I have patience, yeah. so that's the next step. Um, and then time off for Christmas. Yeah, we're taking I think like ten days off over Christmas, which will be nice because it's really important to me too. Like, it's great to have all this. Like, it's great to be successful, and that's ultimately what I want. Like, um, I'm, I am a career woman, and I want to do well. But if my family is not happy, if my kids suffer, if my marriage suffers, like if my if my unit is sacrificed at any point, Chris says the exact same with his work. Like, it means nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want any of it. So, yeah, like, I think, um, yeah, that's that's my core why I'm doing everything is for my family. Like, I know that's cliche, but it's the truth. Like, to give us financial freedom and to give, to be able to go to reading with the kids when they go to school and, like, little things like that, that when you work in a job and you're got, you've got a boss, you can't pick and choose when you want to work. So, yeah. So 2021 looks like more time with the family and... It's trying to make that balance. Yeah. I think that's... Um, it's hard. It's really hard as a mum. My hat's off to all mums because that juggle, no matter what you do, if you're a stay-at-home mum, like, that's bloody hard. Like, I could never be a stay-at-home mum. I don't have... I, it's just not for me. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying that stay-at-home mums aren't doing anything. They're doing more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, trying to find that balance next year, I really want to be able to like the time off I've got with the kids be really present, and then the time at work, like I want to do well. So the time at work, do well. Yeah. Like, but it's getting that balance is not going to be easy though. Yeah. Do you're you, always going to feel like you suck at something. I feel. Yeah. Some something's got to give, but I think if you're aiming for balance, that's the best thing to aim for, yeah. rather than a possession. Yeah. Which will crumble everything else around Absolutely. you except for the one thing that you're focused on. Yeah. What do you have you given much thought to the end goal? I'm not sure of the end goal. I'm open to kind of anything. I think business-wise, um, I'd like to see myself expand with services I offer. Maybe one day I'll have other people working for me. I'm not sure. Um, Chris's business, hopefully we can put someone on next year. Um, yeah, I'm kind of very open to what's to come for yeah. our businesses. Um, for me personally, like it's just like as long as I'm happy, I don't care. 
Like that's ultimately what, what I'm always working towards is like, doesn't mean you wake up every day and that you're happy and you're jumping from wall to wall, but like ultimately giving my kids the best life they can have and me, um, yeah, just, just being happy. Yeah. And I know that sounds so simple, but really if you focus on anything else, you're missing the whole picture. Yeah. You've got a lot of responsibility. Yeah, a huge amount. The more responsibility you have, the more open you are to not being happy, I find, because you have to worry about other things. Yeah. Like if it was just you by yourself, it's easy to be happy. Yeah, yeah. But when you've got kids, yeah. a husband, yeah. a career, yeah. don't you feel like instead of happiness, you're giving your life meaning, which leads to like a deeper happiness? Probably. That's what it. That's what. That's what I. That's how I kind of look at my life. Like I yeah. stress about the gym. I stress about my clients. I stress about my friends. Yeah. But like I wouldn't change any of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like that is what ultimately gives me the deepest happiness. Yeah, you're right. I think. Um, yeah, it's fulfillment, really. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, last question: Who locally inspires you? Don't say Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jess. Um, who inspires me? My parents, definitely. They've been the biggest inspiration for me. So I'm going to plug them as well. Houses Roof Tiling. Um, so they've done really well in business. My dad really inspires me. He's um, a very driven man. And I think that's probably where my risk taking has come from. Um, I've, got, I've got a lot of girlfriends in business. And I don't think until I got into business, I didn't realize how hard that was. And so I look at them now. I'm like, wow, like you're killing it. Like, good work. Yeah. And, um, um, who else in business? Yeah, I'll, look, I'd probably say my parents are the most inspiring to me. Yeah. Are they proud of you? I think they are, yeah. I hope to make them proud, yeah. How did they respond when you told me you are going out on your own? Yeah, they've, like, backed... They, they backed all of us kids, like, 110%. Um, and I think I have been lucky. I do have my parents to fall back on. Like, I'm never going to be homeless. I can live with them. So... I remember when we were launching our businesses, I said to Chris, like, always think, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And worst case scenario was we go bankrupt and I'm moving with my parents. And that's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like, if I have to start from scratch again at 28, well, so be it. You would uh, rise from the ashes like, like okay. a phoenix. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not, it's, that's, not the wor- that's not the worst. If, if someone doesn't have, if someone could potentially be homeless, maybe that's not a risk you'd want to take. Yes. But if... If the worst thing is you have to move in with your parents or, you know what I mean, someone will so be it. You'll start again. I'll just go get another job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page. Um, So, like, what what would you say to somebody who's sitting on the fence? Last thing. Like, if you, 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 right, three years ago, you could speak to her, what would you say to her? Or you still think you're on the journey? I'm still you still on needed the journey. those years, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think I've still got so much to learn in life. Like I'm only 28. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I just love the thought of like anything's possible. Like I'm not someone that does sit on the fence. So if I have an idea, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like I'm just all in or nothing. Yeah. Um, and I love taking risks. Like. I love doing something and thinking, how is this going to work out? Like, you could fall flat on your face. That's a good possibility. But you could do really well. That's the, that's the alternative. Um, and I think if you're sitting on the... I, th- I don't know. I think it comes down to your personality too, though. Yeah. Because if you're offensive, you're offensive. I'm not offensive, so I can't relate. Yeah. Um, but if you're offensive, well, I don't know. Get off the fence. Like, <laughs> do yeah. you mean? Take a risk. Like, did you see much regret in the nursing home? 
Like you would have, you would have looked after some of those fence sitters. I don't think I was mature enough to realize. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I would have thought that deep, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Thank in. you, Harley. You that did awesome. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. Thank you.